For optimum sound throughout this podcast, we suggest you listen to it via headphones or through a surround sound system. This is the Dolby Buzz. This is the final show in our exclusive series, Behind the Scenes with Warner Brothers' Sherlock Holmes. Now that you're sitting comfortably, I shall begin. It's a very big, big, big scope movie. Probably the biggest movie I've ever done. We try to make it as contemporary as we possibly can to make it uh, gritty. In summary, ears ringing, jaw fractured, three ribs cracked. Holmes was the first Western martial artist. The whole thing is being reinvented as something much more dynamic. I don't think there's a magnifying glass in sight. The witness stated that he saw Lord Blackwood rise from the grave. I want you to find him and stop him. That'll take every ounce of my not and considerable experience. Wasn't nice to see Watson. He's a form of superhero. His superpower, if you like, is his brain. But with that power, he pays a price. All the issues that come with being a genius. Let's kill the dog. Again. I was simply testing a new anesthetic. He doesn't mind. Like any great superhero, he's got his demons and his dark side, and that's why he needs Watson. They have a great, you know, relationship and become very good friends off screen, and it's really fun to see them work together. Get that out of my face. It's not in your face, it's in my hand. Okay, what's in your hand out of my face? Uh, They've been flirting like this for hours. We've added much more modern, visceral energy. There's the refined quality to it, and at the same time, it's very rough and tumble. What we have in Robert is a movie star with a perfect English accent, the perfect physicality, has the perfect intellect. You could not think of a more perfect news. There's so many cases and so many adventures, it kind of blows my mind. What have you done? Watson, you have the grand gift of silence. Makes you quite invaluable as a companion. Ah! Over the past five shows, we followed the cast and crew as they've talked about their involvement in the making of the film. Sherlock Holmes is synonymous with London it's his city he knows every inch of it watch them at the global press conference Holmes and Watson are aspects of all of us and and I think that we knew when to yin and yang back and forth and we we just we we were just a good team you know caught up with them on the red carpet Uh, I can't tell you I think these are the best premieres and discuss their roles as they began their tour my favorite thing about the action in this movie is that it's not arbitrary most of the um, sequences come back to relaying a story point or coming back to something between Watson and I about my methods before. I never complain. When do I complain about you practicing the violin at three in the morning? Or your mess? Your general lack of hygiene or the fact that you steal my clothes? Be a lady. Filming began months ago with a huge budget and momentous cast pulled together under the watchful eye of director Guy Ritchie. We were able to have access to the producers who talked about how London was a pivotal location and was actually a character in itself. London was always a character, obviously, because, I mean, Sherlock Holmes is synonymous with London. It's his city. He knows every inch of it, literally. He's like, he's like well, you know, the English taxi drivers had this thing called the knowledge. Where they drive around on mopeds and then, well, Holmes does the same thing on foot. So he's known every, he knows every street. He knows the quickest way to get from A to B. 
He knows the soil and the mud in different... He can tell you from looking at your shoes, you know, that you've been in a particular neighbourhood because of the mud and that kind of stuff. So that was a very important part of it. And obviously I grew up in London as well. So, yeah. And yes, you're right. Guy, absolutely. He loves London, as do I. And the amazing part of London is that so much of the city we're in is is Victorian and is and the, and the, and the buildings, and in, in a way, it's the beginning of the modern age in London and around the world. And so there's a lot of it still left. So, yeah, it's fantastic. And... You know, the first underground station was was in Baker Street, which, of course, was Holmes's place. So, yeah. And I, I think Guy's doing a brilliant job of uh, presenting it. And again, I think, you're, I think you're right. He's presenting it in the Guy Ritchie way, which is down and dirty and and feels very authentic and isn't just, just the pretty grand stuff, although we have lots of that too. And it is. It's so beautiful. Two weeks before the worldwide release of the film, all the principal cast, director and producers face the world's media in London. We were there to capture every question thrown at them. I was invested in Sherlock Holmes as a child, so I really had a strong visual sense of uh, who I thought Sherlock Holmes should be. But not only, not only that, I, I hadn't seen any other productions. Unlike most people, um, I had no visual reference other than what I'd knocked up in my mind. So, you know, it was... Warners came to me um, with, with it as an idea, and it, you know, as, as soon as they mentioned it, I was, uh, I was fascinated. The great feedback we've been getting today is that they say the movie is, is about the two of you and the third thing that that creates. Well, it's one thing to promise you can get there, and it's, it's another thing to, uh, to just roll up your sleeves and get into it. And Guy created such a uh, sublime atmosphere on set. And, yeah. and really, it, there, was no, there was no... We weren't sure that it was going to turn out as well as it did, but we just we really efforted and efforted. And I think, you know... It's this whole thing of like, well, why is it that... Uh, it's so funny to me, because usually I'm used to just saying, well, you and so-and-so, it's always female, had this great chemistry, and they're talking about Jude and I like, like we, we should be doing romantic comedies together or something. Um, but this film is, is not a comedy, and it's a love affair of sorts, but it, it's, it's about what it's about. But I think that, you know, Holmes and Watson are aspects of all of us, and, and I think that we knew when to yin and yang back and forth, and we, we, just, we, we were just a good team, you know? There's a reason why Sherlock Holmes has lasted 122 years, and it's because the stories are so good, and he's, and he's created such amazing characters in Holmes and Watson, and we really wanted to maintain that. Okay. It comes from fandom. This whole movie, really, uh, I, I was a fan from being a kid, and everybody on this, uh, on this rostrum became, either was a fan of Sherlock or became a fan during, during the shooting of the movie. We kept constantly referring back to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's stories, um, um, every scene in the movie we tried to have at least one piece of Arthur Conan Doyle dialogue and we just kept going back and back and back and really just harvesting those amazing stories which are so rich for as much detail as we could put in there. You know, from a very young age I had an idea, uh, an image of uh, Sherlock Holmes and the partnership. So um, I feel as though I'm informed by and uh, I drew most of my uh, creative ammunition from Doyle but... You know, it's subjective. So uh, every every other production obviously had to uh, deal with that which came before it. I mean, there's an esoteric <laughs> element to this as well, in that sometimes you just feel like you're in the right groove, and you feel the the the, the history and the legacy of something. Particularly, I mean, I'm sure you could uh, could say this about uh, Shakespeare and, and having just done Hamlet. Sometimes you just feel like you are being silently approved of from some other place and time and there were times when we were so locked into exactly as as Doyle expressed it and you can't beat the guy's words so we had one of his uh, 
quotes on a call sheet every day. But then we we had to twist it up a little bit. I, I, I think it's no mystery that Sherlock Holmes didn't invent the silencer. If he invented it, he certainly did a crap job because it doesn't work. But that he's shooting a, 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 the letters VR into the wall is right from out of one of the books. And I think it has to do with what the... Uh, the Jubilee or Victoria Regina or something yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah. it was a strange way to celebrate. It just spoke to how strange the guy was. So um, it, it, it was just an interesting way to, to get the job done that we were, you know, honoring it but still being entertaining. Holmes, does your depravity know no bounds? No. London's Leicester Square was the location for the global premiere on the 14th of December. In typical British tradition, the rains came, but it didn't deter the hundreds of fans who'd waited patiently for hours for a chance to see their favourite actors and actresses arrive. We had prime position on the carpet to catch them before they went inside. Jude Law, describe for me your Watson. He's very loyal, military man, slightly anal, stubborn, and, and, and I suppose at the end of the day he can't quite give up his taste of adventure but knows that he needs to settle down. Well Holmes is one of those friends that we all have or will all have eventually in life that, that have a taste for the eccentric, the, the absurd and a slightly savantic view on everything which you know once you've tasted I suppose is something you can't ever really put down you don't you don't you, you always want a little bit more even if you know that it's not necessarily good for you you know the reason I got involved was to work with Guy and to work with Robert and Guy was Guy was extraordinary he had all the responsibility and was probably the coolest and calmest man on set every day ran a very happy set very collaborative set and he knew when to let me and Robert play and he knew when to tell us to stop playing and he was the dad to the two bickering sons Robert Downey Jr. and his wife Susan Downey, the producer of the movie. What do you make? What do you make of this? Uh, this is great. It's really cool fans. I'm having a great time. Mark Strong. Um, is it better sort of getting stuck into an evil man? Yeah, I kind of enjoy them. And, and, and I think the reason is that villains are kind of psychologically more interesting. Good guys are just good guys and uh, you're grateful that they're good because that's all they're designed to be. Villains have got to have something about them that makes you want to find out what the hell is going on. So I enjoy, from an acting point of view, delving into the villains. Sherlock Holmes. Mr. Holmes, you must widen your gaze. You underestimate the gravity of coming events. In the run-up to the film's launch, cast and crew embarked on a global promotional tour, and we managed to speak to them as they began their journey. I had an argument with the studio because I wanted to make a really broad and accessible movie with American muscle and American pockets. Um, and they wanted more Guy Ritchieisms, and I wanted more studioisms. So we we never had the argument. Uh, there was never an argument about making the movie more accessible. I came with the duster to get rid of uh, uh, the antiquity that might have been contaminating uh, the the idea of Sherlock Holmes, and I wanted to make this kind of broadly accessible Sherlock Holmes. And uh, between the two of us, we sort of ended up with it, with what we ended up with, which I, I'd like to think is a kind of filmmaker's version of a studio picture. Yeah, the Deerstalker wasn't in any of the books actually, so. Uh, one of the first things to go with the old duster. I like deer stalkers as it happens. Uh, I wasn't even sort of really deeply invested in whether we had a deer stalker or we didn't. But uh, yeah, it just fell by the wayside. We are two uh, professional gentlemen, not unlike Holmes and Watson. 
I don't think I've ever been to your uh, home. I know that we've had some dinners out and stuff, but here's the thing. The movie going public will decide True. the extent to which Mr. Law and I will be enjoying each other's company. I'm not saying if, the, if, if we don't make more of these that... Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's is what you're saying. <laughs> that is what you're saying. You're saying, if we don't get to make another film, I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> you, might, you might nod at me on a red carpet one day somewhere. <laughs> and go, I remember you. Oh, Didn't you God. used to have a moustache? <laughs> He looks great with a mustache. I think there's, I think there's a sort of universal language of cinema. Um, there are cinematic heroes that, that cross all barriers and all languages, and I think Sherlock Holmes is one of the great heroes. Uh, he is somebody who's been translated into I don't know how many languages, but uh, 70 or 80 different languages. He's been famous the world over. He, he's the fa- most famous and most beloved detective, and he has been for 122 years. And there's something about that. So I basically tried to get as many ideas as I could from the book, stick to the formula that the great Sir Arthur came up with, and uh, trust that. And then to to have Robert Downey, I mean, come on. Watson, what have you done? Madam, I need you to remain calm, and trust me, I'm a professional. But beneath this pillow lies the key to my release. Competition time now, and we've teamed up with Acer to offer you the chance to win an Acer Aspire laptop, featuring Dolby Home Theatre technology to give you a cinema-style surround sound experience. To enter, head to our new Sherlock Holmes microsite at dolby.com. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash dolbybuzz. We begin with two men from a city of four and a half million souls. A genius and a gentleman. Souls, you underestimate the gravity of coming events. Before we go, don't forget to enter our exclusive competition to win an Acer laptop. To enter, go to Dolby.com. Good luck. Entertainment surrounds you. Shouldn't your audio insist on Dolby?